Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce said slay, Shantae, you stay. You say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears. The word of the game. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. I'm your host, Lenny. And I'm Brendy. <laughs> and you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or really, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, and tonight we are celebrating, aren't we, Lenny? Yes, we are. We are. It is our <laughs> fabulous producer Dan's birthday, <laughs> and we couldn't help but celebrate it in style. Lenny, you made a cake. I did, yeah. You did. You spent all day making a delicious carrot cake, and I went to Food Works across the road and bought a bottle of champagne. <laughs> And it was a love heart as well. It was a love heart. And the bottle, in true form for tonight, was my favourite and also Dan's favourite. Happy birthday, Dan. Pink champagne. Yes. Which leads us into tonight's word, pink dollar. So pink dollar is what economists used to name the LGBT buying power. So yes. Pink the, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so they're basically the profits that can be made from the various communities by targeting them through rainbows, representation in advertisements, and either sponsoring or appearing in their pride parades. Yeah. It can also include, you know, nightclubs, shops, restaurants, even taxi clubs. What's a taxi club? Taxi cabs. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> it's the bubbles. They've already gone to my head. <laughs> Taxi club. I'm like, pretty sure that might be a brothel, but um, <laughs> I just had to clarify. Okay, taxi cabs. Yeah, taxi cabs. Yeah, interesting. I'd love to know where has this gay taxi service. I once did give a taxi driver a blowjob. Oh, <laughs> well, it wasn't me. It was my alter ego, <laughs> duty free. I was dressed up as Marilyn Monroe, and it was a late night. Safe to say, his light went off, but um, another one went on, and um, I was <laughs> on my knees. On the uh, pavement behind his car, (laughs) giving him a service. (laughs) And then I paid for it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Back to the pink dollar, though. (laughs) We're queer and we're here. So if your business doesn't cater to us, it's your loss. 
Also, the economic power of pink money has actually been seen as a positive force for the gay community, which you were just saying. And in the UK, the pink dollar is referred to as the pink pound. And it actually is estimated at around about a revenue of six billion pounds per year. And in America, it's known as the pink dollar, or it's actually Dorothy dollar. Oh. Yeah, Dorothy dollar. <laughs> and it's estimated at around about 790 billion per year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's huge, huge revenue from our community back into, you know, <laughs> society. <laughs> society that once didn't like us. Going back into history, stepping back in time with Brendy, <laughs> it was actually in the last decades of the 19th century that bars, cabarets, brothels, and actually some magazines started actually targeting specifically the gay community. Yeah, actually, the world's first gay magazine was actually published um, in Germany in 1892. It was, and it was called Der Jugin. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as it gets, my German accent. No. And they, I, I don't know what the instruction was, what the photographer said to Deck, but he must have said, well, yeah. you're in a gay magazine. <laughs> Do something that will really appeal to the gay readership. So, you know, through the creation of these businesses, it corresponded to the beginning of the first drive for LGBTIQ rights. And I guess more prominent gay media emerged in the late 1950s mm. as laws that were in place outlawing homosexual activities started to soften. Yeah, homosexuality wasn't a part of mainstream media and it was essentially ignored by advertising agencies specifically for decades. Yeah, so anything that was potentially homoerotic was published in entirely innocent context. Yes. And that, look, there was the occasional, obviously, anti-gay public service announcement. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> Good Lord. One actually said, be careful when you meet a stranger. One never knows when a homosexual is about. That is horrifying. Yeah, Yeah, there was like long movies about them as well. Yeah. Long movies and like, you know, the information like sessions at school when they're just like, watch out for this queer behavior. All that sort of shit. Look, it actually wasn't until the 1990s that discrimination of the gay community started to diminish. Also, it was pretty calculated what they were doing. So advertisers realized and kind of coined this phrase of the dream market, Mm -hmm. which was gays who were urban, well-educated, double-income earning. Money, money, money. Even though obviously broader attitudes towards LGBT issues were not, you know, completely um, gone or gone. changed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With some advertising agencies or you know, companies that did produce advertisements that had the you know, gay aspects of it, a lot of them were pulled. Yeah, usually by... Not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, usually by religious groups, like yes. pressure from the public. Pressure, yeah. And also gay press tended to be political and sometimes a bit sexual in nature. Oh, don't um, even start me is, on the political thing. <laughs> which is a bit <laughs> off-putting as well and controversial. And even as recently as 2010, McDonald's ran an ad in France where a teenager struggled to come out to his father. But the Christian CEO, Don Thompson, actually declined to run the ad in the US, noting that he only allowed it to air in France because homosexuality was a cultural norm. There. Oh my god. <laughs> so not ridiculous. Don. Don's the worst. <laughs> Don is not good. <laughs> um, and in Australia, Telstra in 2016 mm-hmm. had publicly supported the same sex marriage campaign. Yes. And they were quickly, due to pressure from the Catholic Church, public support was withdrawn. Well, I mean, it's the same as what was it last September or August 2017 when yeah. the AFL pretty much changed their logo or the football to a rainbow. Yes, yeah. And in one day, they had so much. 
yeah. backlash about it that they reverted back. It's so it was disappointing. Awful. Yeah. It was very disappointing. Yeah. Like it was it's such almost a big worse move. to withdraw, like I'd rather just not have the support in the first place because yeah. it's kind of humiliating. And, Either yeah. don't do anything yeah. Yeah. or stick by the change that you were going to do. Yeah, because otherwise it shows that is that support actually real if yeah. you're so willing to kind of bow down to... Absolutely, yeah. which really pissed me off. I mean, I don't even follow football, but I certainly don't now. <laughs> three or four million AFL fans, you are saying you should vote one way or the other. Yes, you're saying you should vote for. Who are you? What gives you the right? You are nothing more than, obs- than, than obsequious, fawning sycophantic political whores you have no you have no right so 75 percent of lgbt plus couples are actually living in dink households which is double income no kids i'm living in a sink household at the moment (laughs) (laughs) for any of our other sink listeners (laughs) watch my producer and ask me out And while Australian men who identify as homosexual actually earn a lower average income than straight men, although gay women actually apparently earn more. Than gay men? Yes. Wow. And then um, straight women too. So I'm sure that'll come up in another episode. That is fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't realise that. Um, I came across an article that just kind of broke down the shopping attitudes of gay and straight Australians. Yes. And it was, it was very interesting to read. I found out that 6.2% of straight men agree with the statement, I was born to shop, but this figure jumps to 19.1% for gay men. That doesn't really surprise me based on stereotypes. Right, yeah. yes. Hidden However, just <laughs> 22.8% of gay women agree that they were born to shop. But that's only compared to 18.6... Sorry for all the points. Yeah. 18.6% of straight women. Mm. Now, do we really think that's true or do we just think that gay women might be a bit more honest? I'm going to say probably more honest. (laughs) I mean, what are they buying? Do we know what they're buying? Well, yeah, we we know a little (laughs) bit about what they're buying. What are we shopping for? Well, firstly, one of the funniest ones is that gay women, like, love to grocery shop more than anyone. They've voted... (laughs) 62.7%. But I'm guilty of that. I love grocery shopping. I literally get in, get out. I go to the same Coles. I know this sounds really lame, but I go to the same Coles because I know where everything is. I've got other things to (laughs) do than hang out at Coles. And even though everyone's like, go there on a Wednesday night because that's when it's cruising. I'm like, no. I generally look rank after the gym. (laughs) Even after work, I'm like, no, get in, go. If I go to a different Coles, I feel like I've just like turned the world upside down because I'm like, I don't know where the chicken stock is for my risotto (laughs) that's going to feed me for the next week. Wait, so Wednesday night's cruising at Coles? That is what I've been told. Which Coles is this? Uh, Chapel Street Paran. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And people do check out what's in other people's (laughs) baskets. And I always feel guilty if I've got got like croissants and maybe a packet of They're biscuits. They're like, no. <laughs> They're like, move on. <laughs> he um, doesn't have cum gutters. Keep going. <laughs> cum gutters? Oh, like, you know, the penis lines that go down to your, oh, like, the yeah, middle no, of I your... I didn't know that. Wow. As my producer looks at me and nods. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Moving to New York. I met guys. And that kind of put things in perspective. Because you know that thing when you see someone cute and he smiles and your heart kind of goes like warm butter sliding down hot toast? Well, that's what it's like when I see a store. Only it's better. 
<laughs> what else are they so shopping did, for? Yeah, you did ask that. Well, they measured homewares, electrical goods, personal entertainment, cameras, sporting equipment. Right. It also said that on average, gay women and men spend higher amounts on the same items as like straight people. So okay. a gay man will spend more money on a suit yes. and a gay woman will send, spend more money on a skirt, for example. Yeah, or a power suit. Yeah. A Hillary Clinton power suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought that was really interesting. These enthusiastic attitudes towards shopping actually do translate into purchases and that's what's most important. And also 87% of LGBT plus consumers said they're more likely to support a company that shows support. Oh, definitely. I mean, during the yes vote, I was going anywhere that had a rainbow flag out the front saying, we are voting yes. I don't think many people would have not put those up. Like, you just stood out, like, so much if you didn't have that poster in the window. You definitely yeah. did. Yeah. You definitely did. So I did quite a lot of shopping yeah. during that time. <laughs> <laughs> have to go there. Yeah. I support your business because <laughs> you support me. Yeah, well, pretty much. But I guess, you know, with the pink dollar, I guess I look at it and I'm like, is it real marketing or is it you know, a plain exploitation? Politics is the first one that kind of does my head in. If we're a topic, politics jumps on board it. I guess we all saw it during the last federal campaign where both parties were very much vying for the fact that they were going to legalise gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was only because it had never come up before. It was very much a topic at the time. So then they've jumped on board that. And then it wasn't even easy. And it was not easy. <laughs> it came to happen, yeah. It, it was, was not easy. This yeah. awful postal vote happened yeah. where we had to take to the streets and pretty much beg people to mm. legalise. And the parties used it to their own advantage. Mm. And now that it has been legalised, you don't really actually hear of their support much. Yeah, it's, it's very much just to boost their own public image, whether it's a politician or a business. Yeah. Not exclusively, but a lot of the time it is. And a box to tick as well, or to save them from damaging their reputation. Great, we've got that community on board. Yep. We can now cover that community yep. and that one. And yep. it's totally. so obvious. But I mean, you know, other areas outside of politics, you've also got you know, a large market of goods and services for gay people you know, have started appearing over the last few years, whether it be you know, gay weddings, gay press, including radio and television, domestic services like plumbing and builders. Me and my brother, who is actually, uh, he's a few years older than me. I've got two brothers, two straight heterosexual brothers. <laughs> and my eldest brother, who's got two kids, he's a football player, electrician and a fireman. Literally like every single yep. stereotype. <laughs> then you've got me, who's like, I'm a performer. I used to be a nurse and I'm... <laughs> I'm one of the girls from the typing pool. He's an electrician, so he's got his own electrical company as well on the side. And he actually advertises throughout different forums, but specifically, I guess, since I came out when I was 18, it was very supportive as such. And he actually advertises in a number of different gay forums, one, to promote his business, but two, to actually also show that he supports. He said to me, he's like, yeah, I I throw it in there because then, you know, when clients, gay clients, lesbian clients Mm. call up or see my advertisement, they know that they're going to get a tradesman who's not exactly yeah um, homophobic yep who no, will that's... rock up get in there do the job and leave yeah well that's still you know a, f- a fear for people like yeah. you, you don't know and you know that that's a stereotype yeah. from our side too where you yeah. sort of think oh god is this tradesman gonna you know who knows what but then you've also got the banks the banks the banks, yeah, the banks love you know <laughs> the money banks they're huge sponsors in regards to certain gay events. I mean, you get the Commonwealth Bank that sponsors the Bingham Cup. Mm-hmm. You've got um, St. George's that sponsors the Queer Screen, which is the Mardi Gras Film Festival. Yep. And then you've also got ANZ yep. that do the Gay TM. Oh, the Gay ATMs. I love them. Oh, Gay ATMs! Gay ATMs! 
Another long-term supporter of the LGBT plus community yes. is actually Absolute Vodka. It is delicious. Yep. <laughs> but um, they've actually been marketing in gay magazines and to gay people for like over 30 years. And hopefully word of the gay soon if yeah. they do hear us. <laughs> Which is like, as cynical as I've been about certain businesses, mm. you know, just putting a rainbow on something and saying that they're an ally or marketing something as about being a supporter of the community yep. and then wondering, oh, where's the money going for that? You know, is it just going straight back into the business or yeah. is there a portion of the profits going somewhere? Well, actions always speak louder than yeah. words. With Absolute Vodka, yeah, they've got like a strong track record. The fact that they were marketing in the early 80s and weren't really afraid of that. I mean, it's either like a very clever business decision or they just weren't afraid of kind of the potential backlash they've got a range of like really great ads some are like really overt some are a bit more subtle and clever and actually the current ceo is gay is he single (laughs) do your Um, homework lenny (laughs) no that's great yeah so absolute was like a really young brand when they started that advertisement as well so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were well established and like okay we can branch out now maybe that just gave them the freedom to do it and also they're swedish i don't know maybe they're just more open-minded. Oh, they're just <laughs> years ahead of the rest of the world, that's for yeah. sure. Look at Ikea, all those flat packs. Now everyone's <laughs> doing it. Yeah, there are so many other, I guess, alcohol companies mm. and brands that jump on board LGBTI community events as well. Yeah. I mean, you've got, as you just said, Absolute Vodka, you've got Smirnoff, Bud Light, Sab Miller. But then that also kind of leads to, I guess, conversations and topics mm. about um, consumption and abuse with alcohol within our Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com community yeah we like to party yes we like to party just like the venga boys we like to party and celebrate we also like to self-medicate and abuse alcohol (laughs) yeah i mean the glass is half empty or is it half full (laughs) my glass is half full (laughs) like i didn't realize until i kind of looked into this i didn't realize it was so there was such a startling like kind of difference between gay and straight people there was a british study fairly recent by the lgbt foundation that said 34% of gay and bisexual men reported binge drinking last weekend compared to around 18% of straight men. And 29% of gay and bisexual women reported drinking compared to 12% of straight women. So they're alarming figures. Is that due to the social scene? Is it due to friends, peer pressure? It could be celebrations because maybe we celebrate more. Cost because sometimes pricing at gay bars is cheaper than at heterosexual bars. Is it a confidence thing to go out? 
you know, yeah. have pre-drinks before you go out? Or is it, you know, a confidence thing to chat to that person that you're yeah, interested totally. in? Confidence thing as to, like, be comfortable with yourself yeah. for some people. God, but I'm also- forever being told that um, <laughs> you're just a really intimidating person, Brendy, because you're just so confident. Maybe that's why someone's not. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, confidence is supposed <laughs> oh, to be sexy. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> and also the culture just was kind of born around... Yeah. bars and now it's and you know the past 40 50 years nightclubs and but alcohol's i mean popular everywhere isn't it it's true i was looking at a yeah. um article it had these four different quotes from a couple of gays that had commented in regards to the gay scene and one of the quotes was you know it's a culture thing to go out on the gay scene and get drunk so maybe people just don't realize they have an issue with alcohol quote two was mm. if i think about being gay and on the scene i was always pissed Quote three was, the only thing to do is get hammered and have a boogie. Now, I think that's incredibly (laughs) negative. I find the gay scene incredibly social, with or without alcohol. Yeah. I'm always having a hoot on the gay scene with my friends and and whatnot. Yeah, we have a few drinks and we do like to have a boogie, but I think everyone's different and I think it comes down to that individual True. Not th- the community at large. I imagine it's younger people as well. Yes. Yeah. Not uh, we're not young. But. <laughs> we're so young. We've, <laughs> we've been put on the shelf. But I mean, like, look at London, like outside of the gay world. Like London, the lifestyle over there, the weather is terrible 80% <laughs> of the time. So everyone's straight after work, no matter what, whether or not it's a Monday, a Thursday, a Sunday, people are out going yep. for drinks. That's just the culture. Whereas, I mean, for me, living in Melbourne, Monday through to Friday, I'm generally finished work, go home. Don't really drink. I'll have drinks from Fridays through to Sunday. Yeah, but that's because we have a binge drinking culture in Australia. (laughs) As opposed to like a social... Not that I'm saying that you're binge drinking to the levels of (laughs) the people in this, you know. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. Of course it's, yeah, it comes down to the individual in the end. I never really drank or partied in high school until I turned about 18. And that's when I discovered alcohol. At the beginning, it was like amazing and positive and I loved it. And it definitely connected me to people and it definitely gave me friends. Slowly, problems just started coming up and arising. Uh, One of the nights I had drank so much that I passed out before we even went out. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, I don't even remember going out. And my roommates were like, oh, that's because you didn't. Because you blacked out before you even went out. And also the commercialization of pride parades um, has become a really big issue, particularly following the legalization of same-sex marriage in many, many countries around the world. A lot of people feel that maybe all the rights that we need have been won and now we can just like chill out and party. But obviously not for everyone. I mean, even for each individual letter... Like, not all the rights have been won anyway. Yeah, but the fight's yeah, still going. This fight's still going. It's a really interesting topic. People are feeling like pride is a bit of a tourist spectacle. And you probably know, like, when you go to Mardi Gras and stuff, it can feel like a bit of a... When you go all the times you've been. Um, to, like, once. a bit of a zoo. I've been once. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but it does feel like a bit of a zoo, especially if you're not gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, this whole spectacle and, like, people taking photos and kind of, like... Some people feel like if you're only going to go because it's a party... yeah. And you didn't go when it was a protest or, like, an actual fight. Stepping back to, like, the yes vote, it's amazing how many people jumped on board the yes vote Mm. and protesting, 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 and then as soon as it was legalised, boom, okay, we're done. Yes, true. And there are so many other issues that need to be solved Mm. and need resolution and whatnot, but everyone's like, oh, no, well, yeah, I got my thing, see you later. While marriage recognition brings a host of benefits, same-sex couples and individuals still face discrimination in many other areas. 
There's no federal law protecting LGBTQ people from housing discrimination. And In the New York City Pride, there was like some cabana package that cost $3,000. And in LA, they oversold the tickets or like buy hundreds of tickets and they couldn't actually let people in. Not to the cabana. <laughs> Not to the cabana, no, just to the general festival. Like, we have, like, Midsummer and we have Mardi Gras. Yeah. And none of them cost money, they're both free. I love Midsummer. Yeah, so we don't quite have that kind of problem yet. Oh, it's really showing our support for everyone at AGL uh, and including inclusiveness of everyone and everyone should feel connected and be part of uh, the AGL community. It's just such a... All of the groups that are kind of criticizing Pride, some in the form of demonstrations at the actual events, and some actually having their like alternative Pride events to draw attention to certain issues. Some of the main things have been that there's inclusion of unethical sponsors or kind of dubious sponsors, armed police presence, pink capitalism, obviously. But the thing is, there's actually some positives to mass visibility. Like we obviously don't want sponsors that you know actually don't care about the community or do things to actively exploit it. But for some people, like you know, having a rainbow on French fries container or a pride burger, that makes them, especially if you know they're probably like really young or even like a child, feel more included. And there's like other people out there like them, or that it's okay. You know, especially if they don't have other people to tell them that. And even maybe if someone is, you know, they have one of the many phobias and a product that they like does that maybe over time subtly that will actually kind of lead to an acceptance in a way as well it's really difficult to kind of pigeonhole the lgbt plus community into kind of one demographic you know lifestyle politics interests values beliefs etc all so different oh everyone's different yeah everyone individually but then even within their community as well yes and obviously people are much more than their sexuality as well but a problem is that advertisers often just think that like i'm going to target yeah gays and pigeonhole yeah pigeonhole stereotype and yeah it's just interesting how at times we are portrayed and also another really interesting thing is men are more often portrayed with children like as a couple than women are but then lesbians are actually kind of dismissed altogether for like a really long time. Well, it's interesting when you look back at the 90s, like even just TV series of how they portrayed a gay character yeah. on television back then, as opposed to 20 years later. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Even when they are stereotyping, sometimes they are like positive ones. Oh. Maybe in the 90s or something, they're trying to advertise to straight people by using gay people. So they'll use like mm-hmm. two guys and they've got like amazing taste and like living this, you know, fabulous life. And that's like a way to sell furniture or something, for example. Another criticism is that of homonormativity, which is basically portraying gays always in like kind of a normal by straight or hetero standards way, which people who are like queer or not gay or lesbian or even bisexual may not see themselves like really represented in that. So it isn't great, but I think that on like the broader scale of things, it does slowly like help us achieve acceptance. So everything's a stepping stone. Yeah. yeah. So there was like a review done of characters in TV and films and even ads. And just over the past decades, there's been negative representation, the freak homosexual who's murdered to the pro-diversity the cliche kind of token character mm-hmm. and then the representation this is a homosexual they are homosexual they do homosexual things and then to the seamlessly integrated character that is just there and happens to be gay so yeah. the more that stuff is out there eventually everyone else will 
hopefully. <laughs> but I mean, slowly, like over the twenty yeah. years, over the last twenty yeah. years, you've seen less of the gay character being the comedic sidekick and more the lead character. Yeah, definitely. With you know trans people or bisexuals, those sort of people are feeling not represented. I don't think homonormativity is really going to stop that progress. I think that actually helps in yeah. a way. Yeah, it's just like gay marriage. Like you don't have to be for married to want gay marriage. Um, I literally had this conversation with a friend who rang me and he's like, I don't believe in marriage, but I just need to know why this is important yeah. to you. He go, and and yeah. he's heterosexual and he's not homophobic whatsoever. One of my oldest friends, mm-hmm. but he couldn't understand why it was such a big issue. Yeah. So then I very much had to explain everything to him. Americans are becoming more comfortable with the idea of gay marriage, seeing it as both a moral and civil rights issue. But there are many out there who are still fighting against the cause. And as gay men ourselves, we would just like to say to those people, fine, keep marriage between a man and a woman. And in response, we will marry your girlfriends. We'll marry your girlfriends. What, you don't think we could? We'd be the best husbands ever. Have you seen us? We are ripped. All of us are ripped. It doesn't seem statistically possible, and yet it's true. Because we love going to the gym. And you know who else loves going to the gym? Your girlfriend. We will go to the gym with her. And, yeah, with talking about television and characters and yep. whatnot, that also leads into, um, I guess, pop icons that yes. the LGBTI community, specifically gay men, have, I guess, kept their careers alive. Yes. The dollars, the dollars, <laughs> yeah. the pink dollar, with their concerts and whatnot. And we're actually very good at keeping certain celebrities careers Amazing. alive. In a positive way, I sort of looked at these four specific icons. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, one was most recently Celine Dion, yep. who was in Melbourne um, and Australia for her concerts. I had a couple of friends that went to it, and she was apparently an absolute hoot. Yeah. She had John Farnham that came out one night, and a lot of a yeah. lot of the gays were like, "God damn it, why wasn't I there that <laughs> night?" Uh, they sang the voice. Um, another one is obviously Cher. Yep, I yep. was hoping you'd say that. Definitely, I mean that's totally self-explanatory. But she actually had a very very smart marketing tactic that recently happened. So she came out for Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. um, and she that's did, right, and yep. she did a twenty-minute act. Yeah, she, she that was all. Like she was. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't go. Jeez. <laughs> Well, she was on stage for about 10 minutes and then, no, I wa- look, I wasn't there, I shouldn't say, but I okay. watched the YouTube video. Anyway, yep. so she was the, the big lineup and a lot of gays went to it and yep. it was like, you know, I don't know, $150 to $300 per ticket and whatnot. And I said to a friend, I was like, without fail, I bet you anything in a month's time, she will announce a tour mm-hmm. throughout Australia. Because I'm like, there's got to be a reason why she's coming to Mardi Gras specifically. I was like, to do a 20-minute set for one night, come on. Sure enough, without fail, bang, world tour, coming to Melbourne. She sold out within, I think, about five minutes or so. But it will be full of gays and it's wonderful. I mean, and she's incredible as well. But as Samantha on Sex and the City said to Jared Smith in regards to his career, (laughs) sweetie, first it's the gays. Then the girls, then comes everyone else. Oh, nice. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. My mama had to dance for the money they'd throw. Mama would do whatever he could. And moving right along, Kylie Minogue yep. is a huge one. She has got a huge gay following. Been to three of her concerts and they've always just been incredible. Yeah. And she's one that has always actually stayed very classy and sophisticated. She's never resorted to any sort of tacky tactics no, to keep yeah. an audience. Yeah, um, she's a very genuine her. gay fan base. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I say tacky tactics, I'm very much referring to 2003 Britney Spears and Madonna at the MTV Awards <laughs> with That Kiss. Um, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. also featured and forgotten um, Christina Aguilera. 
Poor Christina. Always in the background. And then the fourth lady that I really wanted to mention, Carly Rae Jepsen. She has got a huge gay following. Her Emotion album is one of my all-time favourites. I didn't really know that about her. Very popular I mean, I know that, yeah, like every pop star apparently has a gay following. There's people that try really hard to do To have one, yeah, Yeah. as opposed to just naturally having it. I mean, her song Run Away With Me is like pretty much my lyrical climax. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, and funny story. I was leaving home today and there's this whole fashion alleyway behind my apartment and I was walking down there and there was a car parked in the alleyway. I'm walking along and I see this guy sort of sitting in the car and I'm walking towards his front window of the car. It kind of looks at me oddly and I'm listening to my music, just bopping along and whatnot. And then all of a sudden this second head pops up from the lap of the oh driver. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> and I'm standing there and I kind of I kind of tripped a little bit and then I started laughing because I realised what was happening and then they were kind of awkward and I just kind of smiled at them and laughed and then they started laughing and I was like, oh, Was boys. it two men? It was two boys. Yeah, it was two guys. How it do you see like, all this? Behind my apartment. <laughs> and why? Why that reverb? I was listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's version of Full House. Everywhere you go, everywhere. <laughs> Good old Carly. Can't oh, get away from it. I didn't just come here to dance. If you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean? If you just give me I just had one big pop culture reference for today. Go ahead. I mean, I've just just talked about four favorite <laughs> four favorite ladies. Now you can talk about yours. And that was tattoo. Ah, uh, all the things she, she said. said. Yeah, it's a very strange one. The whole thing is weird. They weren't lesbians. No, but they're they were marketing these teenage girls yes. as lesbians yep. that were running away together. I think it came out quite soon after. I don't think it was. Yeah, yet. it was in the sort of first six months of yeah. their career. Use the term loosely. (laughs) um, Like a couple of years ago, I think they were both asked about it. And one of them is like incredibly homophobic. Really? Yeah. Like they're Russian. Obviously, you're just like a victim of kind of that sort of society and those politics. But I mean, you look back at... But it's so weird that that was a decision... (laughs) That was such a thing, though. Like, back in 2000, like, the early 2000s, like, I know it sounds really tacky, but girl-on-girl action was such a thing. (laughs) Such a thing. Girl-on-girl, schoolgirl. But they were also actually (laughs) schoolgirls, weren't they? Like, young? They must have been. uh, I don't know how old they were. I thought they were, like, 16 or something. They would have been late teens. Should have done my research. Sorry. They would have been, been, like, late teens. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, the film clip was just such a publicity stunt, clearly, to get attention. There was even, like, the tried to pretend that they were like a couple outside of yeah. them. Yeah, and then one of them actually gets pregnant, not by the other one, oh. by a guy. <laughs> and that's how it came Exposed. about. Exposed. Oh, wow. That song surely made a lot of money An for the gays. Yeah. Lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't the, swear. All the, sorry, maybe pardon my French. <laughs> Definitely all the things she said. Yeah. I don't know about, they're not gonna get us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when they're standing on a truck. Um, <laughs> But yes, they would have made... Oh my God, the seagull. They would have totally cashed in on the old pink dollar. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Word of the Gay. You can subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show at at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It has been an absolute hoot, Linny. Such a hoot. Such a hoot. Till next time, (laughs) darling. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 